Welcome back to the third shear on the Rebbe's famous Sicha about the two Tkufas in Yemarisa Mashiach, Simon Gimel and Dvar Malchus. And this year we're going to learn Oishches and Tes, which begins the Rebbe's Biur. What we're left with is an original question that the Rebbe began with way at the beginning after introducing two possible solutions and then rejecting those solutions. The basic question is, the Rambam writes that when Mashiach comes, the world is going to continue as it was, and yet we have many Yehudim, many prophecies that seem to imply a change in, radical change in nature. So the general attitude is, as the Rambam himself writes, and again to Ge'er Zeb Keves, that Moshel Vechida, but the Rebbe cites to one specific prophecy that Ilon Esrak, trees that today don't bear fruit, will bear fruit. And the Rebbe essentially proves from the Teras Kayanim, which is the source of this prophecy, as well as the Gemara and Ksubis, that given the context in which these prophecies arrive, or are, are written in, in the Gemara, it must be literal. And this constitutes, of course, a change in nature. And it's not simply a miracle in which a one-off event happened, but it's an actual change in nature. That the nature of trees till now is certain trees at least is to not bear fruit, and all of a sudden the nature is going to be to bear fruit. And in the same vein, we can add the Ravid's question to the Rambam, which is the Pasik, which is Now I say add the Ravid's question because the Ravid's question in of itself you can answer like the like we saw before from the uh Mishnah said that it's a uh, that too is a, a is a marshal v'chida, is a mishnah lemelech. That too is a marshal v'chida, as well as we saw before in one of the artists that that too could be a natural phenomenon. Sorry, the advaz, the advaz says that's also marshal. Um, but the prophecy of bearing fruit, bearing tree uh, that trees. Trees that don't bear fruit start to bear fruit. That's a literal prophecy that cannot be written off, so to speak, as a marshal. And it's not just a one-off miracle. It's a complete change in nature. But once we address that question, then we could also address the Ravid's question too, as we'll learn. Once we discover that there's two Tukufas in Yemais and Mashiach and the second Tukufa has miracles, well, then you can put the Ravid's miracle there too, as well as other miracles that can be placed in that second Tukufa. So let's begin the Ravid's Biur. And um, we'll look at the artists and the sources as we have in the last three shiurim. So, Sif Ches. The Yuvans of Behechtim will understand this by first beginning to accept his beer by further elaboration with Dasar Abba and Ramam's view. So, I'm going to read now the first two paragraphs here, and then we'll look at the sources to get a full picture of what's going on, and then we'll be able to go through this, go through this Sif with the artists very, uh, very smoothly. So, the beer that was, the toughest beer that the Rebbe needs to address now is that which the Rambam wrote that when Mashiach comes, the world's going to continue operating as it has. This is because Lachura, he is of the view, the opinion that he quotes, that between the world as we know it now and the world as it will be in times of Mashiach, there's exactly the same world, other, with the exception of it will no longer be subject to foreign rule. And we will have our own land, our own 
halachic uh, country, halachic uh, sovereignty, malchus based lovid. But otherwise, the world's going to run as it has. And this is Dashul the Gemara. This is the Shmuel's opinion of the Gemara. Now, Biyadua Kushis Hakushis Shemaksal's Alech Mishnah, the Alech Mishnah's questions are famous in this regard. Matzinu Shanam and Paiska Alech Mishnah. We see that the Rabbah Paskin's Alecha opposite to Shmuel. So before we go to the way the Rebbe says it, let's first look at the actual sources so we can see what's going on in a bigger picture. So first, let's look at the Gemara. Gemara says, it's two opinions. Amr Rabbi Baraba, Rabbi Baraba says, Amr Rabbi Yechon, in the name of Rabbi Yechon, Kol Adavim, all the prophets, Kulan, all of them, Loi Nisnavnu, Elin Lomaisa Mashiach, all the prophets describing what's going to happen in Mashiach come, all, all the prophets describing what's going to happen in the future era, they are talking about the times of Mashiach. Avaloi Lomhaba, but the world to come, whatever that is, Ayn Loi Lose Elokim Zulosach. No one has seen this, only Hashem, not even prophets. Okay, so everything you read about in Tanakh, the beautiful, amazing things that are going to happen in the future time, that's all relegated to Mashiach's time. Oilam Haba, whatever that is, that only Hashem knows what it is. Now the Gemara says, Upliga the Shmuel, Rabchibar Abba is in disagreement with Shmuel. The Ammar with Shmuel said, There is no difference between this world as we know it now and the era of Mashiach, other than, as I mentioned before, you will no longer be subject to foreign rule. You will be under Malchus based David with a halachic nation, halachic kingdom, um, as it's supposed to be. Okay, so all the prophets, according to Rechibar Abba, only talk about Mashiach's time. Alam Abba, we have no idea. So when Shmuel says, that there's no difference between this world and the era of Mashiach other than Shibit Malchus. So then what were the prophets talking about? In Pashtos, they are talking about Olam Haba. So if you're of the view, if you're Shmuel, this is key, if you're following Shmuel's opinion, that Yemois and Mashiach, nothing changes, and the world is exactly as it is other than Shibit Malchus, then that what, what follows is that whatever the prophets did describe is about Olam Haba. If, however, you're of the view that then the prophecies are about Mashiach, and Elam Haba, no one knows. Right? So really the Machlechus comes down to where do you put the prophecies of the Torah? Do you put it in Yemaisa Mashiach and Elam Haba? We have no idea what that is because it's way beyond anything we can imagine, even beyond the Nevi'im. Or do you take all the prophecies and you put them in Elam Haba, making Mashiach just our world, but without Shubh Malthus? Those are the two views as we read it in Pashtas from the Gemara. Now, let's keep that in mind, put that on the shelf. And now let's look at the Rambam's view without thinking that the Gemara, without putting the Gemara aside for a moment. So the Rambam uh, in Hilchus Tshuva, in some ways is more elaborate there about Mashiach than he is in Hilchus Malachim, in a different Eifin. And uh, there's the Yukim and differences in the way that the Rambam describes it in Hilchus Tshuva versus the way he describes it in Hilchus Malachim. But, if you want to get a full proper picture of the Rambam's opinion about Mashiach, it's certainly important to learn Hilchus. Shuva, especially Prakim, Ches, and Tes. And Yud even. All of Hilchus Shuva is very Gishmak. In general, the Rebbe discusses it, comparing it to uh, Gersa Shuva from the Alta Rebbe. And there's quite a bit from the Rabban on Hilchus Shuva, comparing Hilchus Shuva and Hilchus Malachim. But if you want to get a full picture, if you look at Perak Ches and Tes, and the Mepharshim there also. 
Dravid, the Kesef Mishnah, the Lecha Mishnah. But let's just get an overview of the Rambam's opinion there. So Rambam begins Parakhat like this. Reward Hashem is giving is an Elam Habba. This is what's life without death. Just eternal life. Perfect goodness, no bad. This is what the Torah means when it says, so, Elam Haba is this time, it's an everlasting life, and Tzadikim are rewarded by entering into that everlasting eternal life, and Rishayim are rewarded by not entering into that. And therefore, anyone who doesn't merit to this eternal life, who mays, dies, doesn't live forever, is cut off in his wickedness, an animal dies, and that's the end of it. This, this person dies, and that's the end of it. Okay, so this is, this is, is the reward. It goes by there, but we're skipping a bit just to get an overview. Now, the Kama Kama David is, the Sava Lechayalam Haba, Shenem Arlulia Matidir Tavashem Beretz Chaim. In the land of the living, he wants to be in Eretz Chaim, wants to be in Elam Haba. So, the goodness of Elam Haba is impossible to know. We can't understand its greatness, its beauty, its intensity. Only Hashem knows what that is. Here's the key now. All the things the prophets talked about when we, that, that the goodness that you're not going to get. This is only things that the body is going to enjoy when Mashiach comes. When Jews will again be a sovereign nation under Malchus based David. And that's when all these good things are going to happen. But the goodness of Chayim Haba in the you cannot imagine it, you cannot picture it. And even the prophets didn't didn't visualize it because even that would because any visualization would undermine its true greatness. This is what Yishayo says. Only Hashem knows what it is. He makes it for those who are who who are going to be there. I mean to say, the goodness that no prophets ever seen. Only Hashem sees it. This is for the person who's going to come. So if I were just to stop here, and we understand from the Rambam that Mashiach's time, that's all the prophecies, because those are all physical stuff, things that the body can appreciate. But in Haba, which is meant for the Neshama, no body can possibly appreciate that. It's a purely spiritual experience. And that's why it means it's eternal life. It's eternal life because it's a soul without a body that lives on forever. And therefore, the Gemara says, So at this point, and you go back to the Gemara, where would you put the Ramam's position? Clearly, it would be like Chayyab Rabba. Because Chayyab Rabba said, Where do we take the prophecies? We put them into Mashiach. And Elam Haba, impossible to see. 
Shmuel said that Mashiach is the same thing as we have now. And therefore, all the prophecies go where? By the Mahabba. Whereas Chibar Abba says, prophecies, Yemais and Mashiach, El Mahabba, you can't imagine. And one of them, I'm just finished saying, that Yemais and Mashiach, that's all the prophecies. Those are good things that the body can handle. But El Mahabba, a world of pure spirituality, you can't imagine that. You start to imagine it, you're going you're gonna to ruin it by visualizing it because it's spiritual. And therefore, I So at this point, you would imagine or you would conclude that the Rambam follows Yemchei Barabba. But then, of course, it's not the end of the story. And the Rambam continues in Perak Tess. Now, now that you understand that what's the ultimate reward is that we merit this eternal spiritual life and the punishment for the shame that they abandoned the ways of which is written in our this is the, the Rasha who is cut off and does not enter into this eternal spiritual life. So if that's, if that's the ultimate reward, so So why is it? Is, if you listen to Hashem, you'll get, you'll have, even in the Shema, you listen to Hashem, you'll get, you'll get rain, you'll, get, uh, you'll have security and safety and abundance of food. It's all physical stuff. The covenant is all the whole, the whole covenant. Is Hashem says, You follow my trade, I'm going to bless you. And that's all physical stuff. See, and I'm just finished telling you that the ultimate reward is Elam Haba, which is incomprehensible. It's not, it's beyond anything we can imagine as physical goodness because it's a spiritual eternality. So, why is the trade going on and on talking about physicality, physical reward? So said the Rambam, "Kol Eisn Advarim Emesayu Pakatru Vigiyu and they will be." We mentioned how Eisn called Mitzvah Satayda. Yagiyu leotem Eshel Mazakula. We'll get all that stuff if we follow the instructions. We mentioned how Eisn Malenam Chasshon. We don't follow what the Mishnah wants. To care no Eisn Rosh Aksubis. We'll get all those punishments described in the Teichacha. Kedeshi Yev Debrer Berisham, so that the wicked ones, God forbid, die out in that wickedness. So who should cause the Torah to have to live out the Shemalakacha, etc. So this is the key here. So I, I, actually the line doesn't go to Keno Eisen Aroi, Saksovis, Kedei. I skipped a few lines here. But here's the key. So this is the way you understand all these brachas and clothes. So if you follow the Abishter's command, You'll have all these commandments, you'll have all these blessings, and all the curses away. And what's the point of all that? And now that you have no distractions, because you have, all, you have plenty of food, and you have security, you have peace, and you have all the stuff you need in this physical world, so now what are you going to do? And now you'll be able to actually get Elam Haba. Elam Haba comes as a result of serving Nebuchadnezzar. When there's distractions in the physical world, it's difficult to serve Hashem. So if you make the effort and you, you serve Hashem as best you can, Hashem will remove the distractions and now you can truly serve Hashem. And now if you truly serve Hashem, now you're going to get to the real reward, Chayel Haba, which means the reward described in the Torah is not really the end reward of what you're going to, of serving Hashem. It's actually only the circumstances Hashem is going to put you in so you can truly serve Him, so you can truly get rewarded in Elam Haba. 
and then etc. And therefore, what comes out is the person gets both Elam Haza and Elam Haba. He gets Elam Haza, Hashem removes all distractions so he can serve Hashem properly. And then Yitaku gets Elam Haba because he served Hashem properly. And now, in that context of the Rambam, now this is why we care for Mashiach. And this is Perek Tess, Halacha Beis, in Elchus and this is why everybody wanted Mashiach. Not because they, they wanted to, uh, you know, get rewarded and sit in their laurels. No. They wanted Mashiach so they can properly serve Hashem. That they don't have to have oppression. Because all this oppression, all this gullus doesn't let us serve Hashem properly. They wanted Mashiach so that they can have relaxation. But relaxation because... Oh, finally, the work is done. Now I can sit back. No. All distractions are gone. And now I can be here with Chachma. And now I can continue learning and, can, and properly learn. And then, because Mashiach comes, he's going to be plenty of knowledge and, and, and truth and so on. And all these are descriptions of how you can properly serve Hashem with good knowledge, with an open heart, etc. Mashiach is going to be smarter than Shlema Melech, and therefore he's going to teach Eden how to properly serve Hashem as he goes on to say. Okay, so before we go to the next line, which is key, but I just want to point out, like, you know, bring together what we have here. In the Rambam's view, so we have is like this, four Nekudas that we know so far. Number one, Olam Haba is Neshama is not a body. That's what Olam Haba is. Now, if that's the case, then all the prophecies that are physical in nature are all going to happen in Mashiach's time, not Olam Haba, because Olam Haba is without a goal. And number four, number three, after Mashiach comes, that's not the Iker. The Iker is, after Mashiach's come, you should leave your body and be in the Shema and Haba. So, which means, as the Mepharshim point out on the side here, the, the, the Nesek which means that there's really two stages in Gan Eden, as it were. There's Gan Eden, that, let's say, a, a person who passed away, you know, a thousand years ago, a year, he's in Gan Eden for a thousand years now. That's one Gan Eden. But then there's the Gan Eden that comes after Mashiach's coming. Because once Mashiach comes, now you can properly serve Hashem. And once, what, what's the point of properly serving Hashem? So you can be Zerich and Haba. So there's like uh, three stages. There's Gan Eden, as we know it now, that is life after death. And then there is Mashiach's time. Mashiach's time is our world, um, physical goodness, so that we can serve Hashem properly. And then once we serve Hashem properly, we get to the ultimate Elam Haba, Nishamas, without Gufim, after Mashiach. This is what we have so far. Now, to add to the mix, we also have what we know already from Hilchas Malachim, that all the stuff that's described at Mashiach's time is all Mashal Vechida. It's all a Mashal. So we really, we have four things. We have Gan Eden is the Shamas Gufim. We have Mashiach, which therefore means that all the prophecies are not about Elam Haba, but about Mashiach, because Elam Haba is too incomprehensible. Number three, even those prophecies about Mashiach is all Mashal. And number four, there's going to be a stage after Mashiach's time, which is the ultimate Elam Haba. Neshamas Al Gufim. But now we have the concluding lines of the Rambam. And therefore, Avi Moshe Mashiach, who Elam Hazar, it's our physical world. So far, all good. 
Okay, so now, now we come to a, a contradiction. Now we come to a contradiction. So let's see the Lecha Mishnah as he articulates the contradiction. I hope you already picked up on the contradiction, right? If you're of the opinion that you might, that the ultimate is Elam Haba without which is Ayin, no one knows what it's like. It's incomprehensible, and therefore all the prophecies are about Mashiach. If that's your opinion, right, then you're like Rabbi Barav, which says, the prophecies are about Mashiach and Elam Haba. No one and Elam ha, and Elam um, uh, The Shemus go from no one knows. What did Shmuel say? Ain Elam Haba Mesh Mashiach Hashim Malchus Bivad. And therefore, where are the prophecies in Elam Haba? And the Rambam we said before is of the view that the prophecies are not in Elam Haba. The prophecies are in your Mesh Mashiach. Which means, according to him, you wouldn't say Ain Elam Haba Mesh Mashiach Hashim Malchus Bivad. Ain Ben Elam Haba Mesh Mashiach Ella Kol on the voice. Because all the Nevois go, go, go to go to Yemais Mashiach, which you just been saying, because all the Nevois are physical, so they're all in Yemais Mashiach. So there's a contradiction here. And then I'm going to conclude by saying, So you can't have this statement, and simultaneously also say, that Elam Haba is, Ein Lerasa Lekim Zulosacha. That's which says, And this is the Lech Mishnah, Shturim de Kakash. So let's see the Lech Mishnah Mishna right here. It's a big Ardichus. We're not going to go through the whole thing. Just the basic Indian. So he concluded this. So man, the Omar Kohen of Yimlun is Avu, if you're of the opinion like Rabbi Chibarav, which says that all of the prophecies are about Yimaisa Mashiach. And Elam Haba, look in Ein Lerosa, and Laman, the Omar Ein Ben Lamhaza, whereas the other opinion, which is Shmuel, which says that Ein Ben Lamhaza, the Mesa Mashiach, El Shiba Malchus Bavad, that means all the prophecies are for Elam Haba. So Laman, the Omar Ein Ben Lamhaza, the one who says that this world and Mashiach's coming is no different other than no more oppression. Mashma, the implication is Shasayvar, that would mean that Navim is Avalon Mahaba, that the Navim are definitely talking about Mahaba. But in Cain, if so, Eik Pasach Abedin Katarti, how could the Rama Pasach like both? Khan Pasach over here, he's talking about in Perek Ches, of Ches Chubba. Khan Pasach, Mandam Rakhon Navim, over here he paskins that the Navim, which we're talking about physical prophecies, are Yemais and Mashiach. And therefore, Mahaba, Nisham is Belego from incomprehensible. I learned also the King's Lossach. That's like a Mechibarav. And then, we say Perek Chi, at the end of Perek Chi, Test, which we just saw here. And that opinion, that there was no difference in this world of Mashiach coming other than oppression, that opinion is of the view that would say that the Vuh doesn't go to Mashiach, but goes to Elam Haba. So, says Lech Mishnah, Dear Rambam, where do you place the Nevuahs? Do you place the Nevuahs in Yemaisa Mashiach and therefore Elam Haba, Ayn Or do you say Yemaisa Mashiach? It's the same thing as our world, other than the fact there's no oppression, which would mean where do the prophecies go in Elam Haba? So where do you put the prophecies? You can't have it both ways. Because if the prophecies are in Elam Haba, then our world is definitely, then Yemais Mashiach is different than Elam Haza. Besides for Jeshub and Malchias, our world has all the prophecies. So it's more than Jeshub and Malchias. Okay. Kasha number one of the Rambam. From, from the... 
from the Shalacha Mishnah, which is arguing, which is asking that Rambam clearly quotes Shmuel and yet Paskins like Rabbi Chibarab. And in Perek Tess and Tess, you see he actually quotes them both. Now, this is not just a theoretical discussion of what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, but actually has a lachak application today. Which view you are. And this is the Gemara in Shabbos. It's mentioned in, in one of the artists there. Which artist is it? It's in... Here, Hara 58, Shabbos, Samar Gimel, Aleph. It's going to be quoted in a minute. Okay. So the Mishnah says that on Shabbos, a person shouldn't go out of, shouldn't walk carrying on Shabbos his um, ammunition, his, his armor, his sword, his knife, his bow, an arrow, his clean neshek. If he does, Chayv Chatz. Beleza says, not a problem, Tachshitin. You can wear them because it's just like wearing a clothing. It's like it's, it's, it's an ornament. It's like jewelry. Now, the say, no, 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 no. It's not jewelry. It's gnai. What's the, how do you know it's a gnai? Because the Mashiach comes, they're no longer going to be swords. They're going to be turned into plowshares. Which means from the fact that Mashiach comes, right? Right? Because from the fact that Mashiach comes, there's not going to be any more swords. Is because even now it's a gnai. Okay. Says the Gemara. So Rabbi Lezer, which says, So if, if they're Tachshitin, so where is it? Oh, yeah, if they're Tachshitin, One second. If it's a tachshit, if it's jewelry, so why is it going to be bottle when Mashiach comes? So he says, because we don't need them anymore. There's not going to be any war. So why not Tevlinoi? Why not just, you know, if you don't, even if you don't need them, at least with this jewelry, wear them for niceness. Okay, it's going to be like insignificant anymore. Now, says the Gemara, Rabbi Eliezer argues with Shmuel. Because Shmuel says, which means, according to Shmuel, you actually will need, you will need these swords when Mashiach comes, because nothing's going to change. Right? So which means, the Chacham, and which say that it's a gnai because the Mashiach comes, we're not going to need them anymore. This is not like Shmuel because Shmuel says that we're going to, we still need them because nothing's going to change when Mashiach comes. So now let's see how the Raman Paskins. Now, so it's not like armor. It's a sword or, or a spear or something like that. And you are chayev. Why? Because it's a gnai. Because he's passing like a chachamim. Why is it a gnai? Why is it a, a shameful item to be carrying around? Because when Mashiach comes, you're not going to need them anymore. Why would you need them anymore? 
because the world's going to radically change. Unlike Shmuel. So how could the Rambam Paskin, like here, here is the Rambam Paskin in Perikites of Hilchashabs. He's passing like a chum. That swords and spears are a shameful things to carry around because when Mashiach comes, you have no use for them. And yet the Gemara says that if you're, if you, if you, if you're of that view, that means you're of the view that when Mashiach comes, you have no use for them, which means you disagree with Shmuel who says you will need use for them because it's the only difference is Shiva Malchus. But you still have to protect yourself. You still have to defend our kingdom. And this is what the, this is what the Lechem Mishnah asks. So right the Lechem Mishnah begins here. Void kosher, the Perek, Shabbos, Perek. The Mishnah also is Pesayif, which we quoted earlier. The Mishnah also is Pesayif, which we quoted earlier. Allah, you'll change your, your plowshares and your swords into plowshares. Now, the Gemara, the Gemara says, the Gemara gives a different version of the sitting, but the point is the same. And here, the point is, the Sorry, oh, wait, that's his answer. Now, in Cain, if so, Rabbeinu should pass the Kachashavet Perikites. Kachachamim, the Rambam, which passes the Perikites like we saw before, because he says you're allowed to ca- you're not allowed to carry your swords on Shabbos because it's the Ganai. If pass the Shmuel, don't remember the Malavim Shem Meshech El Shem Malchus. How can you pass the Shmuel when the Gemara says Kacham much more odds? So comes the Lachem Mishnah with the Gavat with the Chistikol Chiddush, and says like this. I get to the punchline here. Okay, let's read it here. Okay, so Mefarish that I'm a pasuk. Okay, neither the Rabbi nor the pasuk like Shmuel. He's not like he's not like Shmuel. The time of the Pritish, as I explained before, to us it's like Karabon because it doesn't follow the Chachamim. The Chachamim say that you're not that you're not allowed to carry the swords out because it's shameful and that's against Shmuel's opinion, which says that when Mashiach comes, you'll still need them. Okay, now so the Rama passes like Chachamim, not like Shmuel. So the question now becomes, why is he quoting Shmuel and saying, if he passes like the Rabbana? So says the Lecha Mishnah like this, Elashum Mefarish, the Rambam titles like this, Shemish Omar Kalanavim Bonis Avil, the Baisa Mashiach, Rabbi Barabba, which said that the Navua is on your Baisa Mashiach, and Elam Haba, and Lelosa, Soivar, Shakol Hadvar, Mamukhodashim, Shiva Olam, all the things that are going to happen in this world that are new. It doesn't mean it's only talking about things that are not in absolute opposition to nature. It's a change in the way we live today because the way we live today, war is a part of reality and ammunition is required. But it's not against nature to say that we no longer need swords. So it's machalic between and the verse is like this. Rabbi Barabba, which says that and therefore all the prophecies are about Mashiach's time. Even Rabbi Barabba doesn't think there's going to be anything because it's Moshe Vachida. Anything that the prophecies say that like Keves Evan Keves is Moshe. 
So what does it mean when he says that there is going to be change? It means a change in minute. A change in minute, again, there's, no, there's not going to be any more, more poor people. There's not going to be any more wars. That's Hepechad Minog, but it's not Hepechad Teva. Where Shmuel says, it's not even going to be Hepechad Minog. There'll still be poor people living where Shia comes. And there still might be war, which is why you're going to need the swords. And therefore, says the Lecha Mishnah, that Rambam actually passes the Kachim That when Mashiach comes, there won't be any change in nature, right? But there'll still be a change in Minug in that not going to be any war anymore. There's not going to be any poor people anymore. I, why does he quote Shmuel? Why does he use that Lashen? Says Lecha Mishnah. Sorry, where is it before? Now, here's the point. Right between the new Rambam changes it to the word Teva. So their Machlekes is, of course things are going to... Machlekes is whether or not things are going to change in the minute. But Hepech HaTeva for sure not. He's using that language to make the point that Teva is not going to change, but Minigailam will change. Okay. Now, the Lach Mashiach himself concludes, as you see over here, that his chat is Kasha because he quotes the Gemara in, in, in Sanhedrin, which implies that Abhi Barab actually thinks there is going to be a change in Hepecha Teva, not just Hepecha Minig. And I was thinking about it myself. There may be another kasha on the Rambam, uh, on the Lech Mishnah. If Lech Mishnah is basically saying that the Rambam passes like Rabbi Chibar not like Shmuel, and what's the difference between Chibar and Shmuel? Chibar is saying there's going to be a change in Minug, but not a change in Teva. A change in Minug because there's not going to be poor people anymore. That's not Minug Olam. Minug Olam is at this poor rich people. No more poor people. No more wars. Minug Olam is at this war. Now no more war. But Hepecha Teva, that not. If that's the case, then the Lush in the Rambam, especially since we saw the previous order that there's a double Lush in, right? Pedicate babes. What's Lush in? Nothing's going to change. Let's go back to the beginning here. We can see it. Um, in other words, it's, he says here both things. The Rambam says both things. First of all, it's not going to be any change in Teva. And According to the Lecha Mishnah, he shouldn't have said Elam Kamal Hagenish. He should have just said, But certainly change in Minug, that's the whole point of the Lecha Mishnah. And there is a change in Minug. There's no more wars. There's no more poor people. Right? There's no more war, which is why you don't need the swords anymore, which is why you're not allowed to carry them on Shabbos, because it's Laganai, because you don't need them anymore when Mashiach comes. So the Lashon of the Rambam is not glat in the Lecha Mishnah, besides the question that he asks at the end, according to the Gemara, I think the Lashon of the Rambam is also not glat. Because the Rambam here writes, both things are not true. 
It's not going to be chiddush b'mayis b'reishis and not a change in minig. Whereas according to the Lechem Mishnah, there is a change in minig, just not a change in teva. And that's how we split between Chibar Abba and um, Shmuel. Okay, so now that we understand the Lechem Mishnah's questions, let's see how the Rebbe puts this, how the Rebbe uh, articulates these two questions, and then we'll get to the Rebbe's beer. So we do a kushish maksha al Lechem Mishnah, the Rabbam quotes Shmuel, which says, And this seems to be a contradiction based on what we just learned from the Lechem Mishnah. So each of the Gemara, the Gemara says, Rabbi says that the Nevoas are all the Mesa Mashiach. Which the Rabbam Taich to be Nishamas Beloi Gufim is beyond human imagination, even of the prophets. And this is an opposition to Shmuel. So Omar, Shmuel, because Shmuel said, that there's no difference between the world as we know it today and Mashiach's time, other than the fact that we will be our own sovereign halachic nation under the kingdom of Malchus Teis David. And therefore, all the prophecies are talking about Elam Haba. Now, the Rambam Paschal is like Rambam Haba, which is Polyga Shmuel. As we saw before, that the prophecies are about because the prophecies are physical. And that's not the real reward. The and the physical the physical rewards are just to set us up to get the real reward, right? Because once we have the physical rewards, we can serve Hashem properly, and then we can get the real reward of Al Mahaba. So he paskins like taking all the prophecies and putting them into the era of Mashiach. Okay, but Isra Mishnah, the Mishnah said, and Abelazar says, you're allowed to carry them to because they are ornaments, they're like jewelry. That you're not allowed to carry swords, and you're not allowed to carry spears, because why are they Because we're going to turn our swords into plowshares. And the Pasuk says, According to Rabbi Lezer, because it's just jewelry, keep on wearing it when Mashiach comes. Now the Gemara Shambhu is this, and the Gemara brings both this, and the Gemara says, According to one opinion says, okay, we didn't get into this actually in the Gemara, but the Gemara says that there's different ways of understanding Rabbi Lezer. One way of understanding Rabbi Lezer is that when Mashiach comes, they will be bottled. Because you don't need them anymore, like we saw before, because it's no longer useful. Therefore, even though it's a jewelry today, when Mashiach comes, because it's not useful anymore, it's not going to be jewelry anymore, and no one will have it. And this, this will be opposite of Shmuel, because Shmuel says you'll still need the swords, because the world's operating as it was. Whereas Rebekah Abba says all the prophecies are in your voice of and therefore you won't need the swords. Now, if that's according to the other opinion, that you'll, that, 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 Swords will still be needed when Mashiach comes. And Hainu de Shmuel, which is like Shmuel, because Shmuel says you'll still need the swords when Mashiach comes, and which is not like Rebbe Abba, because Rebbe Abba puts all the prophecies in the Mosa Mashiach, and therefore you won't need the swords when Mashiach comes. But Shmuel says you will need the swords when Mashiach comes. But however you put a Belezer, it doesn't make a difference. And everybody, but according to, however you tie your Belezer, whether Belezer says, and when Mashiach comes, you're still going to have the swords. Um, because he's like Shmuel. 
or he's like Rabbi Chibarabu, which says you're not going to need the swords because because uh, he's like Rabbi Chibarabu, because all the prophecies are talking about Mashiach's time. However, you put a blazer, the Chachamim would say that it's like nai, that carrying a sword today is a derogatory, shameful act. Why? Because it's not supposed to be here, because the Mashiach comes, going to be gone. So, however, you tie to Belezer, according to Chachamim, however, you tie to Belezer, according to Chachamim, we no longer need ammunition when Mashiach comes. If a person walks around carrying a sword today, he's Chayav Chathas for carrying. But it's not, a, it's not a proper article of clothing. So how is it possible that the Rambam also quotes Shmuel and says, I can't tell you why, but it's just interesting to note that the Rebbe only quotes the second kasha of the Shlecha Mishnah and not the first kasha of the Shlecha Mishnah where there seems to be a split between Perekhes and Perekhes in Hilchus Shuvah. I don't know why that is, why the Rebbe only quotes the the kasha from Halach. And again, Tocha Shabbos. Someone has a suggestion, please post in the comments or send me a message. I'd be happy to, uh, to look at that. Okay. Now, before we go weiter into the next sif, again, I want to look at the overarching shittas that I was going to address. And then we'll be able to go through the sources with the artists and um, understand it as best we can. So this is this uh, topic that we're about to go into is a big big discussion, and um, so this takes a side in this discussion as we're going to see. So the question is, what's the ultimate kavana? What's the ultimate destination? So, if you learn to this, we know that the ultimate is the kavana is and that the guf should be nisala and so on. And therefore, to us, it's not even a question that the ultimate is the, the, the life, the, the, that's the ultimate. But as we saw, that I'm of the view that the ultimate is and that's how he, that's what he touches the words of means. Elam means life, life of neshama without the distractions of a guf, eternal life with the neshama. And as you said before, that happens even after Mashiach's coming, right? Because Mashiach's coming is only to allow you to serve Hashem properly so that you can, so that you can ultimately get to Elam Haba, which is a spiritual experience. And indeed, that's, so that Ayavit uh, says, Argued when the Rambam writes, "Elam haba im leguf," says that I says that Ivid. Different issues have been in a crevice. We should in case Mason leguf is elam neshamis pavat. If he's calling elam haba a world of neshamis not gufim, it is almost if he's saying don't chase Mason. Now the Rambam is not going to say straight up, but the Rambam doesn't say that chase Mason because earlier in Tilchus Tshuva, the Alter Rebbe writes that someone who doesn't the Rambam writes that someone who doesn't believe in chase Mason doesn't have a chelik in elam haba. So clearly the Rambam does believe in chase Mason. And we also saw the Igeres Tchesa Mesim, where the Raman spent the whole letter to defend this position that he actually believes in Tchesa Mesim, obviously. But it sounds like it says that I've Because he's putting Elam Haba, he, the Rambam is defining Elam Haba as Neshamas Beli Gufim. 
And it's almost as if it's no trace of Mason. And we'll see in a minute why the Ravid saying this. And he goes on to say, So he goes on to say, that Sadiqim are going to arise with their clothing on, a, 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 a wheat stalk, a kernel grows with its sheaf, it has like a little encasing. Because maybe they'll, they'll arrive from the dead and they want to make sure they're wearing the right clothing. They're going to stand in their body to mock back to the earth. The Gemara says they're going to arise with whatever sicknesses they had when they died and then heal. I, the Rambam talks about, we looked at the Rambam in one of the earlier Shurim. I, the Rambam talks about the, the crowns that are on their heads. Says the, uh, says the We'll have bodies, but maybe our bodies will be as strong as Malachim. And then the Yuatarez, Kamashman, Kutrita, Valiya, Marshall will have actual crowns on our heads. Okay. There's a famous Kesef Mishnah, I think it's the Kesef Mishnah here, which says that the Rabbim and I are going to talk about the same things, they're just using different language. But in any event, on the basic level, to the Machlekes Rabbim and Ravid, the Rabbim writes that the ultimate destination is Elm Haba, without Chesem Mason, and the Ravid saying, Chayyay Rishoy, Chesem Mason, that's where it's at. And it's more clearly articulated in the Rambam. Ram writes, this Olam Haba that the, that the Chachamim referred to, the Gemara refers to, which is the ultimate reward. It's not clear in the Mishnah what exactly Olam Haba is. Olam Haba just means world to come. What exactly is this world? Where is it? When is it? What is it? And it's not clearly articulated in the Gemara. Is this Olam Haba talking about a world of Neshamas? And each individual gets this on their own after a person dies. After 120, a person gets Gan Eden. Or is it another world that will be renewed later? And it'll be a Guf Benefesh. So that's option two. Option A is Elam Haba could be Gan Eden, the world, life after death, as we know it today, after 120. Or it could be another new world that's going to emerge with bodies and souls. A body, a soul in a body. Or in this new world that's going to emerge, it's going to be Nishamas only. So, which one is it? Nishamas only now? Nishamas begufim in some future world? Or Nishamas alone in some future world? So, the way we understood till now from the Rambam, it's option one and three, right? There's Ulam Haba, the world, life after death, as we see it today. Or, and, number two, after Yemaisa Mashiach. Yemaisa Mashiach is that time when Hashem is going to bless us with everything we need so we can properly serve Him. And then from there, we're going to emerge to Elam Haba with this Neshamash Belay Gufa, which is option three that, I, that Ramban just gave here. But, says the Ramban, not that is Pshat in the Gemara. What says Raya? Look at the Gemara, this famous Gemara, in the beginning of the first, the last, the first mission in the last Perek of Sanhedrin. The last Perek of Sanhedrin, Perek Chilek, is all about Tchisa Mason. And it begins like this. And there it says, everybody gets a chilek in Elam So what is this Elam Haba? This is the Elam Haba that I'm talking about. Well, it's one of three options. But then the Mishnah says, I just finished saying, everybody has a chilek in Elam And then it gives us exceptions to the rule. 
What's one of the exceptions to the rule? Someone who's denied Tchesemesim in Torah, which is a deal, not just that he denied Tchesemesim, but denied Tchesemesim is in the Torah. Because the Torah um, doesn't say Tchesemesim explicitly, but the Gemara goes to a bunch of implicit references in the Torah to Tchesemesim. And therefore, someone who denies the references of Torah to Tchesemesim, he won't get Elam Haba. Now, says the Gemara, why does someone who denies here? Why does someone who denies denies why does he not get Elam Haba? Tana, who coughed with Tchesemesim? Lefichach, lo yir lo yichel with Tchesemesim. She called me, they said, Hashem rewards and punishes measure for measure. So this person denied Tchesemesim, so he doesn't get Tchesemesim. So which means Tchesemesim is Elam Haba. Because the Mishnah said, the one who denies Tchesemesim loses Elam Haba. And the Gemara explains, what does it mean? Why is he Tchesa Mason? Because he denied Tchesa Mason. He loses Tchesa Mason, which means Alam Haba in the Mishnah is Tchesa Mason. Which means Alam Haba is not, as the Rambam said, Nishamis Beloy Gufim, but Nishamis Big Gufim with Tchesa Mason. And that's what the Ramban says here. Dezembris implies. What's Elam Haba? It's option two, which is Anashama in Aguf, and that is what's going to be the ultimate word. And it's not a world of Neshamas, which we call Ganeden, which is what we experience, which is what we talk about now, Ganeden, um, life after death, after 120. Okay, so which means then, for clarity's sake, right, so there's two issues. Number one, we talked about in the previous sif, which is where do you put the nevuah, the nevuahs of the Chachamim? Do you put the nevuahs in Yemaisa Mashiach, or do you put the nevuahs in Elam Haba? Question number one. Rambam takes the, the nevuahs and puts them into Yemaisa Mashiach, says that's all physical, slash martial, and Elam Haba is Neshamas Belegofim, you can't even prophesize about it, it's too amazing. Rambam says, that is and Yemaisa Mashiach is our physical world, but Yemaisa Mashiach. Either miracles or not miracles. Um, Ramban is of the view that there are miracles, certainly in Tresemesim. We saw that uh, also earlier, that Ramban uh, was uh, questioning the, the Rambam. We saw that earlier in, in um, one of the previous years. Okay. And as Debra is going to note for us in some of the later artists, that Chassidus Pasuk is the same way. Here he puts, the Rebbe puts the few sources. He quotes the Torah, which you can see over here, look at the Torah. Where he quotes, the Fidas Rambam, Rambam, Heishivalov, Shim Kedvorov, Maichit Shashmino, Agamorov, Achishaychel, Nefeshmilu, Legof. But that's another thing, another question that, that Rambam asks, which we should not look at. And Elamasak, Shkoyal, Zman, Abtchis, Amesin. The Rambam's of the view that's talking about Tchis, Amesin. Shiyodom, Biguf, Bapikin, Imbele, Achila. Okay. Right, because Gamora says that El Habo is Imbele, and that was the Rambam Zeraya that is talking about Neshamas Belegufim because there's no Achila, no Shtia. And the Ramban argues, well, if it's Elam Neshamas, obviously there's no Achila, no Shtia. What's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is Neshamas Beguf, and nevertheless no Achila. There's the Chiddush. Now, what's the reason? And Chassidus goes on to explain, Binyatan, Binyatan, Achilahu. Now, Beltam explains what Ben Evroim is in front of B'Telim. But when Mashiach comes, we won't need to eat because we're going to live off of uh, off the Shechina. So, we're going to live off uh, here. 
The bottom line is because Chassidus quotes both these opinions, and then Dafka explains this. The the, the I'm sorry, Dafka explains the opinion of the Ramban to explain how when Mashiach comes, we're going to be enemies of Ashrina, and that's how we're going to that's how we're going to live, right? He says over here. Like the Ramban says, in There's no feeding with the point of the body. And the point is that even the, even the Gufa Gashmi will be Nizim and Aruchnis. That's the bottom line. So we see it from Mukhtarida that the Altareva Paskins like the Ramban, the Dafka, the Guf, and even so the Guf won't need to eat. Because the Guf will be Nen and Mizavashkin, and that's how going to survive. Now here the Tzimachtadik also says the same thing, and here the Tzimachtadik says explicitly, that we paskin like the Ramban, that the ultimate is El Matriya, that El Haba is El Matriya, which is Nishamat Bagufim. And let's look at this Lashon here because it's very Nishmak, very clear, very lucid, and we'll see it clearly. And then we'll go to, then we'll look at one more source from the Rebbe, and then we'll go back to the Sikha, and with that we'll conclude. So, Tzimach Tzedek is, uh, I think it's a mitzvah tzitzis in Derech Mosesacha, and he introduces two questions, and the second question is like this. What's this idea of reward that Hashem tells us we're going to get reward for all the things He commanded us to Moshe Rabbeinu? There are two types of reward. Aleph After 120. And Beid, the second reward is very soon. Now, Harambam Zal on Sanhedrin. Where the where the Gemara Mishnah said Kol Yisrael Yeshlo Hem Chelik Elam Haba, so what's Pshat Elam Haba? So we saw this Machlok already. Okay, so here the Rambam was Ma'ayrech over there in Pirush Mishnah is Pabir in Elam Haba and explaining what Elam Haba is. Shaladaita, according to his view, Zelo Ganeden Elam Haba is Ganeden. Neshama is Belegufin. Zelo Shene Bekitzer. This is his lashon. Kamoi Shalo Yasekasuma Ayin Hatzvayim. Just like a blind person cannot identify colors, and a deaf person cannot tell you what a sound is like. A body cannot appreciate what the delight of a soul is. We only we, we are too sensual. All we experience is what our fingers touch and what our mouth tastes and what our ears and eyes can experience. We have no idea what it's like to experience a purely nafshis tainuk. Just like a blind person cannot tell you what color is. Shang Tmidin and the Shamas are 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 you know they're consistent, they're they're infinite, but they stay they're they're eternal. They don't end. There's no comparison whatsoever to physical pleasures and the pleasure of the neshama. What's the pleasure of appreciating Hashem? Their continuous delight in just to grasp and you know, bask in the divine glory of understanding Hashem. This is our souls will appreciate and conceive ideas of Hashem. You cannot take that pleasure and put it into, you know, separate it. Like, you know, we can separate the pleasure of food and the pleasure of, of music and the pleasure of whatever else we enjoy in our lives. 
But this, you can't do that. You can't, it's, not, it, it's, a, it's a unified, singular pleasure of, you know, communication with Hashem. And I, words fail, obviously. Well, you're super, you can't count it. Well, you need some mushal, limshable, you can't use a mushal to describe it. Oh, tiny, this, this pleasure. And this is what it means. When the prophet wants to describe how amazing he says, look, I can't describe it. This is the ultimate goal. The ultimate reward, the final destination, the shamas without a goof, freed from all the bizarre des- needs and desires of the goof, and just purely spiritual existence. Now, it's true, it's Chris Mason, where you say, we say the Mesh of Well, oh, Chris Mason, it's like one of you say this. But for that, your other Mesh, the Lomas, Behakhafi, body must die. The body is comprised of elements. Anything comprised must die. This is one of the other Kalalim uh, and the Rambam's shittas of Chakira, if you want to use that word, that everything that's Baharkava must eventually be misbarred. So anything that's comprised of elements will eventually fall apart. The body is comprised of many different elements. Most elementally, Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Ofer, the four elements of fire, water, earth, and air. But we're comprised, we are comprised. We have flesh, we have blood, we have veins of all kinds of things that come together to make, us, make our body. And because we are comprised, eventually we fall apart. The Nishama is not a comprised Indian. It's a singular, pure entity, and therefore is eternal. And therefore, the body, even after term Tchei has to come to an end. So the Rambam's view, there's Tchei When it is, we don't know yet. But there's Tchei And that Tchei comes to an end. It dies. The body dies. The body falls apart. And then the Nishama appreciates true Elam Haba. So if we go back to our stages in the Rambam, we have Ganeda and life after death, as we know it now, after 120. We have Yemaisa Mashiach, which is all the goody, all physical goodness in this physical world, which is all the prophecies, which is all the mushal, all so that we can live a good life, so we can properly serve Hashem. And then we properly serve Hashem, we can eventually get to Elam Haba, Nisham is below And somewhere here, there's Tchesa Mason. Somewhere before that final stage of Elam Haba, there's Tchesa Mason. Now, before we get to the Rebbe's Beer, what you would conclude is going back to the Rambam's letter. Rambam's letter, which we quoted in one of the previous classes. And Rambam writes that there's going to be Tchesa Mason, and Hashem is going to do whatever he wants. Before Mashiach comes, after Mashiach comes, whenever Hashem wants, he's going to do it. Not our business. Hashem is going to do Tchesa Mason whenever he wants. So somewhere in this mix, it's Tchesa Mason, but somewhere before the final stage of the ultimate Elam Haba post uh, post So now, continue to say, this means to say, Tchesa Mason is temporary. And then we'll go back to Gan Eden, which is the ultimate destination. We do not look at that section, but again, you can have a look there. So this is the Rambam's view. But the Ramban writes, I point to here, the Ramban disagrees with the Rambam, the Rai is Brutus, with clear proofs. This is, we also saw this in the Raya, this, this proof. That Sadiqim are not going to return to the earth. And other Raya's, like we saw the one, we saw the main Raya, which is that the Gemara says, that why does he lose Tchesim Mason? Because he is Kaifer and Tchesim Mason. Which means, therefore, the Ulam Haba Tchesim Mason. So, that's the final destination. This is the great good that's called Ulam Haba. And abstract, spiritual, intellectual, Enjoyment of divine, which is what a nefesh and a sikhli in the enjoys, 
amazing. That the neshama is detached from my body without the distractions. The body can appreciate the abishtah. It's beautiful. As Ramam so aptly described, that it's like trying to tell a blind person what colors are. That's what it's like trying to tell a, a go, trying to tell a goof what the tanning of an nefesh is. Even more than Ramam described, it's way beyond that. Nonetheless, so we as the Ram, Rambam said that till you finally get to Elam Habu without the goof. Ramban says, Fakert, then the Shaman, Ganadin, that Lefisha. Lefisha, and La Nefesh, me ace Pidasman Aguf, the Atta, Azmanatria. It's a holding place. Just he's in the waiting room. The ne- while the Nefesh is in the waiting room, he's enjoying himself. That's Ganadin. Ganadin is when the Shaman leaves the body, goes to a beautiful place, and he's waiting there until he can get to the ultimate reward of Tchis and Mason, which, and Shahu Elam Haba, that's Elam Haba. Tchis and Haba, Shahu Atria, a deficit. Laein Kate Tchis. The the Olam is way beyond anything you could possibly imagine, even greater than the Mahaba, even greater than Ganeden. I'm sorry. And this is the halacha of Kabbalah. And then he goes up to explain how it's going to work. And this is, of course, the subject of many Mamarim in Rakacha and in Samachvav in many places, explaining this Indian of what it means, um, this ultimate. Of big goof. Okay. Now we're going to look at one more um, source that Terebe cites too. And then we're going to go to the Sefa. So Terebe cites the source in the footnote. And Terebe says there was some Nisman, because Terebe here cites many, many, many sources. So this is a letter look at the Sikh in Igir's Kodesh. It's here. Um, Page 102 of Khalid Bey's Tafshinay Tafshin Tres. which we learned is after Khesim the Rambam, so you see here, this is all the sources that are reports for this Machlaikis. And it would seem, from the Rebbe's little collection here, that the Rambam is in, is, das, is in the minority here. The majority is on the side of the Ramban, that it's El Matriya, like Chassidus, is the Shamas Pagufim, and that's what El Mahaba really ultimately is. And then the Rebbe gets into this idea of Eim Basharam, Loya Achila Valeshtia, because Bukhura, Shal Asalav Yakaz Borcho, Isis Siddhul Sadikin. So what do you mean? There's an by Achila Vishdia. Never goes to Ishtaka Popol here. I did not look up all the sources, so I can't claim proper understanding of the whole Popol. But you could see the Rebbe's answer at the end. The Machen is Gishmak. Machen near Loimar. The Marmar has Alamhaba in by Achila Vishdia. When the Chacham said there's no Alamhaba, that there's no eating and drinking in Alamhaba, meaning no eat. And, and as we define Alamhaba, it's the Shamas Begufim, which means the Shamas Begufim without eating and drinking. Rambam, which says Elam Haba is Neshamas without a guf, okay, no eating and drinking for Neshama. But if we pass in like the Ramban, that Elam Haba does have a guf, it's Elam Atriya, then what's the deal with no eating and drinking? So explains that Abu Balaam, then that our world is not like the world to come, Elam Atriya. Elam Haza, in our world, we saw this already in the Kutatera a little bit. Elam Haza, when right now, in order for our neshama to in order for our neshama to stay in our body to stay alive, 
Und da kann wenn die eat and drink. Und bei Elam Haber, wenn Mashiach kommt, bei Elam Atria, after Tchis Mason, which is Elam Haber, kommt von Amban and Chsidis, how we going to survive by enjoying even the another purpose for why we need to eat Okay, so all to say that we have these two opinions as to what exactly Elam Haba is, whether Elam Haba is Mishamas Belegofim, or whether Elam Haba is Tchias and Mason. Now, let's get to Ice Test. Babir Bezet, to explain all of the issues mentioned above, specifically two problems. Number one, we have the prophecy about Ilan Israk barren trees starting to bear fruit, which has to be literal. How could the Rambam say nothing's going to change? Number one. Number two, the Rambam says nothing's going to change when Mashiach comes, and yet he paskins that there's not going to be any swords anymore. Because he says, like, that you know how to walk out on Shabbos with a sword. Why can't you walk out on Shabbos with a sword? Because a sword is a gnai, a sword is a derogatory thing to wear. Why is it derogatory? Because Mashiach comes, not going to be here. If it's not going to be here anymore, that means you paskin like a Chibar Abba. When Mashiach comes, there's going to be a change in the world. These are the two studies. These are the two kashas. And now, the Rebbe introduces one final question before we get there. And this is related to the issue of which we just discussed. How could It's one of the 13 principles which the Rambam himself articulated. The 13 principles of our faith. Articulated in the Pirish Mishnah is that Rambam. Shetriya Tchiyas HaMesim. That Tchiyas HaMesim will be here. And as 61, footnote 61 says, Right? Whenever you touch Elam Haba, whether Elam Haba is Elam Atchiya, or Elam Haba is Neshamas Boloi Gufim, either way, if you're craving Tchiyas HaMesim, it's Elam Haba. And in Pirish Mishnah, that the Rambam goes even farther and says, So it's Iker Gadol. So it's Iker Gadol. This is the ultimate change in the world. So what do you mean when Mashiach comes, nothing's going to change? It's going to be Tchiyas HaMesim. How can nothing change? Okay. Now. Before I go to the next line, I want to make another point, which we mentioned, I think, in the first year, which is the Rambam in his letter, when he writes that Hashem will make Tchiyas HaMesim whenever he wants, Right? And that's how he defends his position, because all we're talking about is what Mashiach is going to do. I, I mentioned it then, I'm going to say it now again, and it's going to come up again later in a future sit, that in Perek Yud Aleph, the Rambam talks about what Mashiach does. And that's where he says that Mashiach doesn't have to do any miracles and doesn't have to make Tchais and But in Perek Yudayz, the Rambam is not describing what Mashiach is going to do. The Rambam is describing what the fact of the world is going to be. And Tchais and is a fact in the world, even if Mashiach doesn't do it. Which means there is a Bittul Malhavish Lelam. There is a Chiddush Ma'aseh because there's a revival of the dead. Now, now, Bishlam, I should this. Now that I begin to the issue we talked about before, what exactly Elam Haba is? Bishlam, I should this. If you follow the opinions 
that the world of if you go with this is a view, or the Ramban's view, right? You can see here in the footnotes, Beit Avid, Ramban, Bechinu Achar B'Tere Tachsidus, Rei Lo Kotetera, Shuvis Biyurim. This is the letter. This Shuvis Biyurim, you can see in the star, it's Tigis Kodesh. That's what we looked up. So we saw all those sources. So if you follow those sources, that Olam Haba means Tchesa Mesim, then Tchesa Mesim means Efu Inyan Achar. Okay, so now, now we get more clarity in the Ramban's view and Chassidus' view. And why, if the Ram, Rambam were to go with that view, the question wouldn't be a question. Because in, in Chassidus' view, in the Ramban's view, which Chassidus' Paschal is like, this is, this is the scenario. This is what's happening. You have Elam Haza, our physical world. You have Mercy Mashiach, which is at the tail end of our physical world. And then you have Elam Haba, which is Tchesa Mesim. So if you were to say that, then you could say that Yemesim Mashiach, nothing changes. Because Yemesim Mashiach is part of our world. Changes? That happens in Elam, in Elam Haba. That would be like Rav Chiyah Baraba. Rav Chiyah Baraba says, I'm sorry, that would be like, like, that would be like consistent like Shmuel. Shmuel says, no change between our world and Yemesim Mashiach other than Shibit Malchus. All the prophecies, where do they go? Tchesa Mesim. And the, which, which is Tchesa Mesim slash Elam Haba. So that's no longer Elam Hazel the Mesim Mashiach, because the Mesim Mashiach is part of our world. It's just a perfected state of our world where there's no Shibut Malchus anymore. All the prophecies and changes in nature and Tchesa Mesim, Elam Haba, separate world. Not a problem. So that would be okay if the, Ram, if the Rambam would agree with the Ramban in that area. If he were to say that the ultimate destination is Elam Atchia, and Elam Atchia is Elam Haba, that's the title of the mission, Elam Haba, is Tchesa Mesim, then you can take all the prophecies and put them into Elam Haba, as Rechibar Abba does, and say, that's a separate world. And therefore, Elam Kim Mashiach comes because it's not a separate world. It's not Elam Haba yet. It's still this world. But the Rambam's view, which we saw earlier from 63, tells us to go to Hilchah Shuvah, and again, which is quoted in the Shalom, maybe we'll see it later. But the Rambam's view, that Elam Haba is a world after Mashiach. Both agree that it's after Mashiach, but is it after Mashiach, Elam Or is it after Mashiach, Hashem is Beloigofim? Then therefore, Elam Atchia, Eyatachas Lemus Aschar, then Tchias Amesim is not the ultimate reward. Elam Tchias Amesim, then what is Tchias Amesim? Where is Tchias Amesim then? Where do you position it? So if you look at Igeris Arambam, put it wherever you want. That's what, that's what the Rambam said there. Hashem will do whatever he wants. But it still has to, it's still a phenomenon that has to happen. So it has to happen by Azman Vatkufi Dimais Mashiach. That's what I was mentioning this before. That the Ramal is used with the three stages. Our world, right? There's always three stages. Our world, Yemais Mashiach, and Elam Haba. But what is Elam Haba? If Elam Haba is Elam Matriya, then no problem. Elam Matriya is a separate world. But if Elam Haba is the Shamas Belaygufim, then Elam Matriya has to happen somewhere here, either in our world or in Yemais Mashiach. Or more specifically, Azman Vatkufi Dimais Mashiach. So Not in Olam Haba, which is post Mashiach. If you like the Ramban, where Olam Haba is Olam Atria, then Taka doesn't happen during Yemoisim Mashiach. It happens in this other thing called Olam Haba, which is post Yemoisim Mashiach. But if you like the Ramban, that Olam Haba is a Shamas Beloi Gufim, so Olam Atria has to happen before Olam Haba. Which means it's going to happen. So how could you possibly say that a Mashiach's time, nothing's going to change? 
and therefore said the Rebbe. We must therefore say. There are two separate elements which take place in two separate times. This is key. It's not just two times. It's two elements and two times. And the two elements are going to become more clear later in the Sikhah. There is this idea and Zman and time called which is about Mashiach's arrival. And that, nothing's going to change and it's going to be fine as is. But then there's another idea. And it's another time. Which happens after the beginning of Mashiach's time, but it's still part of Mashiach's time. Because it's before Elam Haba. There'll be new changes. Things which Hashem will do, not Mashiach, because Mashiach is only responsible for the first part of Mashiach's coming, which is still natural phenomenon, just to restore Halacha and restore the line of David and restore the Shemit, get rid of Shemachis and restore the Besimit and so on and so forth. That's his job. And then there's another stage, all still within the Yemesim Mashiach, which Hashem will do. And at that point, things will change. It's happened in a later time. So now it comes out the Rebbe's Chiddush. So till now, before the Rebbe's Chiddush, what would you say? There's three world, there's three epochs, Elam Haza, the way we know it now. Yemesim Mashiach, where uh, nothing changes. All Moshev no miracles. And number three is Oilam Haba, which is Neshamas Belay Gufim. And then Abba Mazir. Where does Chesim Mesim happen? We don't know. Shrug your shoulders, put it wherever you want, anywhere before Oilam Haba, which is Neshamas Belay Gufim. Now that Abba is Machadish and says, no, we must place the Chesim Mesim somewhere. You have to put it somewhere. It's got to be in Chesim, it's got to be in the Yemarisa Mashiach. So therefore, there's really four stages. There's Tkufa Aleph of Yemesim Mashiach, which Mashiach the person is responsible for. And that's when there's going to be Moshe Vechida. And that's when there's going to be Malchus Beis David with Beis Amidosh. And this is what the Rambam was talking about when he said that Hashem is going to give us a perfected world so we can serve Him properly. And then there's going to be Tkhesa Mason, which Hashem does, not Mashiach. That's what the Rambam wrote in Tkhesa Mason, that Hashem does it. Yeah. And that's when there might be other miracles also. Ilan Israq will make, will make fruit and so on. And after that, the ultimate destination. Now, in Ramban, there's three tukufas. The last one's not there. Because there's three tukufas, then this third tukufa, which is Tchesim Esim, is not part of Mesim Mashiach, but a separate epoch called Ilam Haba. Okay. Now, one thing you have to address is, what's shot in the Ramban's letter where he says that Hashem will do you will do to kiss him whenever he wants. Mahura, we're learning now, it's that a second to kufin Mashiach. So the Rebbe is going to deal with this in more detail later, but for now, the Rebbe is just going to make sure it's not a stitter. So it says the Rebbe in footnote 65. Oh, before we get to 65, there's a Gishmaka already in 64. So a Pizah Yumtuk, based on this fact that there's two kufis, At the first kufa, which is Yemaisa Mashiach, which Mashiach is responsible for, Tchilas Yemaisa Mashiach, which Mashiach himself is responsible for, to restore the Machs based of it and the Besame Dish and Kibbutz Golis and so on. So, Pisa Yom Tuk Zesharam Bam Mefarit, the Perekid Aleph, Shom, Kovalakam Bam Bifnim Sifyud, where, as I mentioned before, in Perekid Bays, the Rambam talks about the era of Mashiach as a time. In Perekid Aleph, he talks about what Mashiach does, the person. 
And there he writes, Al Yala al Dat Khoshamal Mashiach Tarak Lasis Oisois Umbaisim Machadish Dwarum Baulum Oy Machai Mason. Don't think that Mashiach himself has to do any miracles, change anything in the world, or make Tris Mason. So why is he using these examples? Says now like, why put it in there? So explain the Rebbe, now we understand why. The Rambam is actually quoting The Rambam is telling us just like you know Tchiyas Mason is going to happen but Mashiach doesn't have, doesn't have to do it so we're Oishis and Mason going to happen just Mashiach doesn't have to do it. That's the point. The person so don't wait for Mashiach to do them before you acknowledge him as Mashiach. Right? Because we're talking about the halachas of Mashiach. What's the fundamental halacha of Mashiach? First of all, there's halacha of the belief in Mashiach. That's one halacha. But another halacha is, how do you know to identify Mashiach? Answer, he has to make the Mishmidash, he has to make Kibbutz Golis, he has to be a king from, from Malchus based of it, but he doesn't have to do miracles. Even though miracles will happen, but he doesn't have to do them. He doesn't have to do this Mishmidash either, even though it will happen. And it will happen in the Mashiach at a later period. Because Mashiach himself doesn't have to do these things to prove his worth. Now comes 65, getting back to this idea, getting back to this issue of the Rambam's letter. The Rambam writes that Hashem will do whatever he wants in terms of Tchis Mason. And now we're saying that it's actually going to happen in a later in the Mason Mashiach. Says the Rebbe in 65, or before. Why is he saying or before? So says the Rebbe, look. The Rambam is not arguing with my mother Azal in the Gemara and Sanhedrin in Perichelik that Tchis Mason is going to happen at a certain point. It goes through the different, uh, the different uh, millennia and Tchis Mason happens at a certain point. The Rambam is not arguing with that. The point is that Hashem could do it. The Rambam is basically, what the Rambam is trying to do in the letter is the friendship between what Mashiach does and what God does. And the Rambam is basically saying, don't confuse the issues. When you're talking about what God does, then we, as a halachic book, don't have any say in the matter. Hashem will do whatever he wants. When he wants it, he wants to make Tchismes before, he'll do Tchismes before. Either happens to be at a certain point, and therefore Hashem can't do what he wants. Hashem can do whatever he wants. He can do it before, he can do it later, he can do it after. But here in the book of halacha, what are we talking about? We're talking about what Mashiach has to do. And Mashiach doesn't have to make Tchismes. I, it's going to happen, of course it's going to happen. And I, the proper order of how it should happen is because of the way Chachamim say it should happen in a later Tukufah. Fine, it'll happen in a later, that, that's true. That doesn't take away from the fact that Hashem can do whatever He wants. The Rambam's main point in the letter is separate between what God does and what we're doing in the book of Halacha. What we're doing in the book of Halacha is talking about what Mashiach has to do and what the Halachas of Mashiach are. Not the Halachas of what God has to do. Because God will do whatever He wants. Even though it's true that Chachamim tell us what the proper ayfin of how it's supposed to be. And then it puts in the footnotes to see the Zoyar in two places where there the Zoyar gives the order of events. So first the Zoyar says like this. They're discussing what's the difference. It's a similar discussion to the Gemara about 
אין בין למה זה משהו משיח אלא שם מלכות בלבד. And at one point, Rav Yosef asked Rav Nachman, is your Moses Mashiach Kesem Mesem Lav Chadahu? Is your Moses Mashiach and Kesem Mesem not the same? I'm like, Loi, it's not the same. Your Moses Mashiach and Kesem Mesem are not the same time. Tanam, Beis Amidosh, Kodem, the Kibbutz Golis. First Kodem, Beis Amidosh. Then comes Kibbutz Golis. And then Kibbutz Golis, Kodem, Kesem Mesem. After Kibbutz Golis comes Kesem Mesem. Kesem Mesem, or Achrin Shemukulam, Kesem Mesem comes last, and he quotes from Sukkim to prove that. Likewise, this Zayar also says, Again, the Bismillah is just to look at Misa. Then because we're going to Afra. Gita of Amralan. Okay, so Ah, the Kuchibrichu Yav, even the Bismillah is Misa, until the point when Hashem is first going to build the Bismillah, be taken a Chola and restore the Hechol, be even the Karti of Yushlaim and will build the city of Yushlaim. And then afterwards, after you rebuild Yushlaim, which is what Mashiach has to do first, rebuild Yushlaim, keep it Golis. Then Yochum Afra. Then those will those who are lying in the earth will arise. Okay. We have final footnote here. Final footnote foot, footnote sixty six. So the Rebbe said, the Rebbe concluded this idea of two kufis in Yemayis Mashiach Gufa. Never tells us to look at a shalah. Shalah is here. Mashallah writes. After he writes about what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, it's eternal life, and Mason and so on and so forth. They're very adichus. It seems from Shmuel's opinion that nothing's going to change when Mashiach comes. From the way the world operates today. And the Rambam follows that view. Don't think it's going to change. Yeah, we saw the Rambam. I tremble when I say the following. When Shmuel says nothing's going to change, he's talking about not Elafashvi, the, the seventh millennia, which is a true reward. I was talking about El but after El Shmuel agrees it's going to be all this radical change, miraculous change. And it's possible that Shmuel even agrees, even within El it's going to, that, that there's going to be these radical changes in nature. But to who? Because Mashiach comes during the time of El which is part of our world. El is already El Haba, which is the next world, either El or so it says the Shalah that Elif Ashvi certainly Shmuel agrees is going to be all this miraculous stuff. But it's possible even in Elif Ashishi, but for who? For those who were born post Mashiach's time in Elif Ashishi. They're going to be new Nishamas. And when the Shmuel says that is going to change, no miraculous nature, that's talking about people who existed. Be people who were born before Mashiach came. You know, born out of regular human urges rather than born in purity. Because they're born in such a manner, they'll also die. Right? And then they'll, they'll come back to Chesem Mesim. In other words, because the Shalom says that the Mesim Mashiach is Chaim Mitzri. 
And that's obviously a change in Minik Shalolam. Okay, so it says, first of all, that could exist in Elafashvi. But even Elafashishi, those who are born post Mashiach comes, they're going to enjoy um, Chaim Mitzchim already at that point. But those who were born before, they'll die because they were born from a Tripa Sirucha. And they'll come back in Tchisavesim Elafashvi. Elafashvi. But those who were born in Kedusha of Elafashishi in Mashiach's time, them no death for them. And then even those who are revived during the Mesa Mashiach before Elavashvi, so they've already uh, rid themselves of all the negative nature of the goof, and therefore Yishur Chayam Kayam will stay forever. And therefore, even the Gemara says, right, we saw the Gemara, the Gemara, uh, no, sorry, where's the Gemara? It's not here. Gemara here, when it introduces Abkhia's opinion, and then Shmuel's opinion, it says, as if explicitly stating that they disagree, right? So Abkhia Barabbas said, and then it says, and so the Lashen seems to imply that it's an argument. But Shalom says Shmuel or Abchi Bar Abba Mar Machadim Mar Machadim LePligi because they're talking about different times, either later time or earlier time. After Amar Shmuel Pligi the Shmuel, even after Amar, even the Gemara says Pligi the Shmuel, that's definitely an argument. Pliga argument means chiluk, like liflog means to to separate, but not that. But Kikolach and Binyan Achar they're each talking about different times. Okay. So we see that this is like, there's this idea in the Shalom of different eras within the Moisim Mashiach. That, for, that, that, when, that when Shmuel says nothing's going to change, he means the beginning of Yom Mashiach. But later in Yom Mashiach, either in El Fashvi or even before then, not either in El Fashvi Lamhaba or earlier in El Fashishi Gufa, there's going to be these radical changes in nature for those who were born post Yom Mashiach. Now that, Rebbe tells us in 66, Rebbe in Har 66 cites to that Shalom, but then tells us that it, it can't be the Ramam's view. So it says like this, Kamba Shalom, and then he quotes that he quotes that end there. Okay, so first the first the tells us Pekitzer that the Shalom is telling us Shmuel could be talking about Elifash Shri, Then the Shalom continues. Now, now one second. This wouldn't necessarily be two different kufas within Yemaisa Mashiach Kufa so far, because it's El Fashishi versus El Fashvi. It's different times. But then he says, Mamsha, the Efsher, after El Fashvi, Shishi, now we're talking about within Yemaisa Mashiach Kufa. Those who were born later after Yemaisa Mashiach, they won't die. And even those that come back during Mashiach's time, they'll stay forever. Now, who would look at that Rambam? This is obviously not like the Rambam. Why is it not like the Rambam? First of all, because Ram, simply because the Rambam doesn't, doesn't believe in Chaim Mitzchim of the Guf. So the whole issue here of putting the prophecies in El Vashish Ashvi, it, it's contrary to the Rambam's opinion of what El Mahaba is. El Mahaba is the Shemesh Belay Guf. So the whole thing doesn't work according to the Rambam. Aval, people more before Bifnim, but based on what we said inside. Not in right? So either solutions of Shalom don't work for the Rambam. If you put 
Shmuel, if you put all the changes in Elif Hashvi, that doesn't work for the Rambam because Elam Haba is Hashem is the Malikufi. So that's not going to help for Tchiyas Mason. Now, if you're going to tell us, like the other way, that in Yemaisa Mashiach, there's already miraculous changes to those who are born after Yemaisa Mashiach, but certainly not the Rambam either. The Rambam never made such a chiluk. And also, the Rambam doesn't, doesn't, doesn't say anything about, uh, about uh, Chaim Mitzvah. Okay, the Rambam writes Chaim Mitzvah in the Shamash Malikufi. But based on what we said, based on what we said, the pin in Elif Ashishi Gufa, there's two Gufas, and everybody's treated the same way before the first Gufa because there's no Tchias and Mesim yet, unless Hashem does whatever He wants. But putting away what Hashem does, Hashem doing whatever He wants, which we saw in Hard 65, the first Gufa of the Mesim Mashiach is Mashiach comes and restores Machtes David, and so on. And the second Gufa is Tchias and Mesim with all the miracles and more elaboration. Bezer Hashem in next week's series of Shiodim.